0: As a startup, your first problem should not be your competitors. Your first problem should be what you want to do differently, how you want to be perceived and how you want to do it right. Welcome to another exciting episode of Let's Talk Business with Daminots. I am your host, Olale Adam Lola, African Screen of Nuts. Hi guys! Welcome to another exciting episode of Let's Talk Business with Dami Today, I will be discussing with you 5 secrets no one bothers to tell you when starting a business. I feel like when we walk up to people and tell them, I want to start a business, I need ideas, I need... um, basically ideas and strategies of how to do it well and whole. And, they, you know, they tell you, 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 they tell you, they tell us a whole lot of things. They tell us a whole lot of things. But this five secrets that I want to share with you guys today, I didn't learn them from anybody. I learned them while I walked through my journey as an entrepreneur. There were things that didn't come, they didn't come in handy. They didn't come like, okay, somebody literally sat me down. And explain these things to me so i want to believe that after you after listening to this episode on this podcast you would go through these five points and try to check and balance them with your business and with what is happening right now with you so that you can actually you know try to trace where um, maybe the error or the frustration that you are getting you know to trace where it is from so let's get started the first thing that i think we normally omit when starting a business is the god factor for me business or entrepreneurship is just like marriage you know when you want to get married and we are we all we are always focused on praying and confirming and reconfirming from God that God, is this my is this my place and all of those things. I think that's the same energy that we should put into our businesses. Where you want to start, do not omit, do not forget the God factor. I've said it over and over and I will keep saying it. For me, being an entrepreneur is prophetic. It's a ministry that God is calling you into. You get like, Look at the likes of um Ibukun Awashika Teraduro Toye. These are successful businesswomen who do not omit the God factor. They, 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 they do business as if they are doing purpose. Of course, they are making money. But as much as they are making money, they are impacting lives, they are affecting the gener- they are affecting our generation, and they are inspiring us. They are not the kind of motivational speakers that tell you if you believe it you can do it. No, they are spiritual entrepreneurs. So I want to believe that in that in 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 that perspective of our lives, we truly need God's direction. If you have sat and listened to successful entrepreneurs, you know you hear them say things like, "Um, I just knew that was it. Like I just spoke to God and I told God now if." God had not given you a go ahead to do something. Why would you go back to talk to him, to ask him um, or to tell him or to pray to him to give you to, to, to maybe do something for you in that line. So it is okay. okay, uh, maybe I was going out and I already told my mom, mommy, I'm going out. But when I get there, in case anything happens, I'm going to call you. Then when I get there and something happens, I would be free to call her. But I did not tell I was going anywhere, then I will not get there and be saying, hey, mommy, I'm somewhere. The first thing she will ask you is, when did you go? Did you tell me when you were going? Now, that is the same thing that I believe that every entrepreneur should inculcate now it is it it is a journey it's not something that you want to do for two years or for a year and you back out it's most times a lifetime journey for me it's a lifetime journey so something that is lifetime just like marriage now it is something that we should always remember to put god in first and looking at the series of the way god works with people i will say that most times when god gives you an instruction or gives you a a go ahead it doesn't give you the full mandate once you know it begins to groom you it begins to give you the manner stages by stages you know a stage where you are making just 10 naira profits to the stage when you begin to make a thousand thousand 10,0, 10,0, hundreds of thousands, you know, millions and billions. Now it comes in stages. He can't just give you a dream, and then today you want to start making billions because he, he, he as he's grooming you, it will he will be sure to give you the um the capacity that you need, the capacity that you require to be able to manage those stages. So for me, the first thing, the first thing that I think every entrepreneur should put into consideration is. Is God actually leading me into this business? If he is not leading you, sit down at his feet and ask him, what do you want me to do? Why do you think that when we are frustrated in business, then we turn to God? And, you know, he's just going to look at you like, in the first instance, did I ask you to go? But if he actually asks you to go, you just go back to him and say, God, (laughs) you asked me to go into this thing. Um, I obeyed you, but things are not going as it should and then, it would always, you know, turn up and help us out. Now, my second um secret is that you need to prepare your mental health. For me, I always say mental health is key. Mental health is key. But then, you need to really prepare your mental health for that journey ahead. It's not enough that God is calling you into that business. You need to be mentally prepared for the journey ahead it prepares you to overcome the fear of starting overcome self-doubt and so many other things you know when you want especially when you want to enter a, a business that a lot of people are doing and it looks like oh these people have already dominated the entire industry and you don't know how to do it now when you prepare your mental health you know that come what's me I am me. This is what I'm going to do, and I am going to get better at doing it. You know, so it helps. It helps you to you know do better and get better. So you you when you when the feeling begins to become clustered, when it looks like ah, did I really? Am I really sure? You know, but because you've prepared your mental health, that come what's me. This is not going to happen. You get me. So it's it's really really helps you. Let let me cite an instance of um gokada and opay i want to believe that um gokada had prepared their mental health ahead when they were going to start their business such that when opay came and decided to poach their staffs it affected them for a little while but because they were prepared for the journey ahead their mental health was prepared they did not allow that as big as that could have been it didn't it didn't rip them off their dreams totally so because their mental health was prepared okay this is a phase and it's going to pass and all we just need to do is you know employ new staffs and all and they just picked up again and they continued their business now another point that this is going to be the number three point is that the capital does not come in once Unless you are doing a business that somebody sits you down and says, um, Hello, Domino. How are you doing? Um, I like what you do. And, you know, I want to support your dreams. So tell me, um, how much do you really think you need for you to be able to, you know, set this business up to the taste you want? And I say, okay, um, 20 million. And the person says, oh, you still use your GT account, right? And I say, yes. And the person says, okay. And the next thing I see credit lot. now what i just said only happens or oftentimes happens in Nollywood movies miracle happens yes i do not dispute that fact but dealing with the current situation and the uh, economy of the country you, uh, that hardly happens so we need to understand that our capital does not come in once you need to be ready and it is only few, like it is most times one out of 1,000 people that have a 100% capital before starting. So you need to prepare for the journey ahead that no. Now, you would... Okay, when I was... When I just started business, I'll make myself an example. And I walk into a supermarket where they sell granules, And I look at how... Um beautiful the jar or the bottle bottle most times how it looks and i'd be like ah how i wish that me too i can do this you know at that point i could not afford it there was no way i want to bring out the money from but i knew okay this was my goal this is where i am going to so i keep working and i'm putting in a whole lot of hard work and saving i always talk about it. I guess I'm just going to like do a podcast that doesn't really... that, That has to do with maybe saving and investment and all of those things. So, and saving, yeah. So, saved so much. Not starving myself totally, but saved so much that one day, I want to be able to afford or put my business in this standard. Four years ago, when I started, the people that are doing business with me now might not have been able to do business with me four years ago when I started because of the level of, at which I was operating. But that still didn't make me say if I cannot start at this level. Now, this is what is affecting most entrepreneurs now. You know, we already pictured these big brands and we feel like if I also want to start, this is how I want to start big, you know, have um, a manager, a PA that is, is normal. But those things should only motivate you to work at that, to be able to get to where you want to get to. And not that you're just going to sit down and say that, ah, if this capital doesn't come in a hundred percent, I'm not going to start. Now, my fourth point is almost related to something I mentioned in my third point, is that your business is your first investment. Now, if you cannot invest in your own business, you do can't expect anybody to come and invest in your business for you. Now look at your business. Is it is it is it? I don't know the words, to use. Is it investable, or is it something that you yourself can invest in? Not talk of outside peoples because outside people because we we hope and look forward to businesses that people can come in and buy shares. the nearest future now businesses that would attract investors that you don't even need to start writing you see people coming to your mails and saying "Um, i would like to invest in your business that's the kind of standard that i hope that all of us are building but for yourself as of now you know every single thing that you buy for your business is an investment i mean every single thing that is not generating profits immediately is an investment for your business now you go ahead to rent a shop is an investment for your business because your your business is not going to pay you the two hundred era rent that you you incurred immediately it's going to take a period of time so every single thing that you do for your business is an investment now aside from profit making you must be able to be sure that okay I am investing... Okay, now let's even say you have a person... Somebody gifts you, gifts you a sum of 500,000 naira. Like, it's a gift. It's not, it has nothing to do with business. And you now feel, I want to put this 500,000 into my business. We often make that mistake of not trying to retrieve that 500,000 naira back. I do it. If maybe I do another business and i make profits and then i now want to invest it into my business i take note of it i mean to the granola business i take note okay i am investing 200,000 into this business now because it is my own investment i really might not be calculating my roi and all but that 200,000 that i'm investing in how many weeks or months Will it will will I be able to make it out back? You know, it gives me a rough estimate of how much how lucrative or how effective my business really is. Like okay, at the long run, maybe I could make back two hundred thousand in six months. Okay. So that feels like okay, so if somebody invests five hundred thousand with me, that means it'll take the person it'll take me like a year before I can return it. So, see your business as an investment, you know. So, whatever it is you can do, really, if you really have that money that you can put in and you are so sure. Of course, nothing is 100% sure in Nigeria because of these policies and all that just wants to frustrate and be. And, you know, but we just, we are trusting God for that things get better. But at the same time, you need to see it as, aside from doing business, you know, now, it, when you invest, you do not mix it up with your profits. Because normally you would make profits, but maybe your investment is increasing the profit margin. So that increase in profit margin is what you withdraw and begin to save back. Okay, maybe you would originally make five thousand naira a week, but because you invested an um, additional maybe two hundred thousand, maybe okay. Let's give for an instance, you got a shop you were selling from home before. That means you were you people were only buying from you online but now you have a shop now let's say you rented the shop and furnished everything for 300,000 and now normally when you were selling in your house you were making 50,000 naira monthly but because you have a working store that even people that do not know about your business just pass by and branch and patronize you you now begin to make say 100,000 naira a month now that fifty thousand error extra that you are making should not be mixed up. It should be saved to repay yourself for investing. Okay, now see. Okay, I invested two hundred thousand, and in the space of four months, uh, uh, three hundred thousand in the space of four months, I was able to make it back. Now, how do you calculate your ROI on such instance? Because everybody is after ROI. Now, okay, in four months, okay, but what if I was still selling at home? You've paid all the necessary bills that you might even furthermore incur from using that space. And you remember, a rent is maybe for a year. So you still have another six months. So now you already paid back in four months. Okay, you cannot say, okay, oh since I'm still making maybe additional again in the next one to whatever profit I make again outside what I, wish I should have made if I was making it at home is my haruai. I just take it as your profit and again, you will be eager to want to invest back in yourself. It might not be in rent again. It could be in getting more my, um, product or something that will just help your business go faster and whole. So now, the last but not the least point is that your competitors are not your first problem. This might not really go down where we hear a lot of people because when you want to start business, the first thing they will ask you is, Okay, in that your environment, who are the people that are doing those um, that business? How many are they? When you tell them the number, they'll be like, Ah, hope it's not too much. And all, yes, you should consider your competitors, but at the same time, as I have always said that. When you come into an industry, you want to do something differently. You are like the problems that they, are, they, they nobody seems to be tackling in that industry. And that is what you want to do. So that should be your first major problem. Now, okay, what do I want to do differently? How do I want to be perceived? What perspective do I want people to see my brand from? Now, how do how do I want to do it that even my competitors will know that we have a particular Person doing the same business that we are doing but this person is actually doing it differently from us i see a whole lot of lazy entrepreneurs when i mean lazy i mean lazy they don't want to do anything at all they simply just want to be selling and be making profits they don't care about the stages these are the kind of people that come to people doing their same businesses and asking them who is your supplier which market do you buy it from how much do you buy it i have seen somebody literally move a business design of another business and all they did was change color like they they moved the entire content not, I don't mean the content of what the person is selling. Maybe, um, let's give for example, you do the printing that we do on our lylons. And somebody moves, lifts exactly the printing on your branded nylon. Just changes the name. They can't, they don't even want, that's, that's something very little, but they don't even want to do it. They don't even want to do any hard work at all. In fact, if it is possible for them, they want to be getting it from you at the wholesale price. And they rebrand and they resell. They do not want to go through all these stages. you know you see a business and it looks like that business is booming, and then you just want to jump on it and then you begin to uh, create enmity with the owner of the business because the person is not willing to share the spirit of their business with you when it's not as if you are blowing powder. How will the person tell you it's not possible? Then will do a lot of things that I used to ask myself if I was chanced to meet with Dangote, will like I be asking dangote that um who is the supplier of his cement or what is the formula he is using for his cement or um, can you be supplying me your cement and i rebrand but because we see these people as they are accessible to us you can always walk into their dm as if you are going to a boutique to ask them questions you now begin to misuse that opportunity at the end of the day i've noticed over time such people don't grow because their reason going, for going into business is just maybe to either attack that person that started because the, the person seems successful or because they just, they just want to do something and they just want to make profit and all. Now, I really hope that um, at the end of this podcast, after thinking through these five points that I have highlighted you'll be really be able to figure out i'm sure that either you want to just start or you started and you are noticing some hiccups this would actually help you to put you back on track and do things rightly so we have finally come to this to the end of this podcast and i want to say thank you so much thank you so much for listening to this thank you so much this really means a lot to me like when i when i come on my app and i see how many people have listened i'm always very happy like okay fine Maybe people do not even know what to expect but you are here listening to me I love you guys so much. Like, I love you so much. And I'm really, really glad that you guys are all part of my stories. And one day, this is going to move from podcast to events, And we all will see ourselves, hug and take pictures and share. This is my dream. And I pray that it comes true soon. And till I come your way again next time, I would like to be called your favorite African's Queen of Nuts. Thanks we